Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. Uh, so, we are now reading, I didn't get a chance to say the name of this book. We're reading Loving My Wife and Her Sister 2-2. Yeah, that's the name of the book. Loving My Wife and Her Sister 2-2. Um, which reminds me of another book I read, Sideways Stories from Wayside School, when they were talking about getting tattoos and one girl was like, I wanted a tattoo, but I got a tutu. And another girl chimed in and said, I got a tutu too. Love my wife and her sister too, too, too. It's too, too, too ratchet. Already, like it's already starting out out the gate. Just running down the street, slapping niggas in the back of the head left and right. Just gunshot fire. Just pow! So, first uh, episode of this series, uh... Gavin, for some reason, don't think that Annalise means it when she threw him out and 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 Zakia is like, why she throw me out of my house? Like, nigga, this ain't your house. It's my daddy's house. It ain't your daddy's house either. Guess what? You out. You out. And so now they talking about getting that house right down the street. And Gavin, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, is like, you ain't even got to worry about it, girl. You ain't got to worry about the stuff that your she threw out in the street. Now, nah, don't cry about that. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. Shit. I didn't mean to tell you she threw it out on the street. Don't worry about that shit, though, because I'm going to buy you everything you need. I got you and your kids and my kid. The one that I didn't even want like three days ago. Also, this nigga stupid because he said, and I quote, I was planning on my wife going to Vegas. So when she said she was going to Vegas, I was going to come up here to Portland to talk with Zakia. Like, nigga, do you ever think that, hey, my wife says she's going to Vegas. So just for once, I'm just going to stay the fuck home and play the PlayStation or the Xbox or the Switch. You know, whatever one you want. I don't I don't really care. Spoiler alert. You don't have to be a fanboy or a fan person of a console if you can afford all the consoles. But now all of a sudden, this nigga's like, yeah, don't even worry about that shit or the shit Annalise threw outside. I got you. And I'm like, nigga, wow. She took her money and your money, which became her money. Like, you thought you had 50000 in that account. You thought. You thought. Y'all got a joint account? That's her account as soon as something go down. Don't even ask questions. Just be like, I got, I, I got gaffled. I don't even like getting gaffled. I do the gaffling. 916-633-1537. Uh, wretched and wretched at gmail.com is the email address. Um, 
Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. We have a review uh, from Canadian Spirit. And again, feel free to leave a review on Podchase. You can leave them for sync for separate episodes. You can leave them for the show as a whole. Um, if you leave a five-star review, that's excellent. If you don't like the show and you don't leave a five-star review, that's absolutely fine. I just want to know what can be fixed. That's it. Like, I'm not going to get mad that you didn't leave a five-star review. It ain't like you're going to say, uh, I don't like the podcast because Derek got stank on his hang low. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You're not going to say something like that, so I'm not worried about it. Also, I don't have stank on my hang low, okay? Uh, my hang low stays very well cleaned, and I soap it up frequently. Ain't no stank on the hang low. Put the pussy on the chain wax. I, I don't even, I never really watched, I almost called him Keaton and Kel, so see how that is. But we got a five-star review from Canadian Spirit, which I really do appreciate. I appreciate all reviews, though. Don't think that I won't say I won't appreciate it if you give me a, a four-star review. If you say I'm giving it a one-star review because this nigga's ass stank and nobody, nobody got the curses, tell him except for me. And then you sign it with my wife's name. Then I'm not going to thank you. That's a lot. But other than that, you know, I'll thank you for your honesty. Like, oh, thank you. So, Canadian Spirit said, I have no good reason to like the trashy novels that are read on this podcast, except for Derek. This man is a masterful storyteller, and his witty injections are just perfectly timed, resulting in comedy gold. My dude, you are doing a fantastic job. And you know, I worry about it because I'm like, am I laughing at the wrong parts? Am I breaking into this? But stupidity happens and if i don't talk about it, i'll forget about it like quickly and i don't want to forget and i don't want to wait for our lives to be over i'm wondering right now what will it be i don't want to wait for our lives to be over so tell me right now who will this chapter be will it be Dalo or will it be michaela i don't think it's gonna be michaela because they're still in portland i don't think michaela's gonna have an, uh, a chapter until she goes back home to Texas to deal with Joe. I hope Joe divorces her out the gate. Oh, they didn't even resolve that. They just walked it out. That pissed me off so much. Whew. Anyhow. Yep. Chapter four. Delos punk ass. I can call him that. That's his full name. Delos punk ass. His That's his middle name. His last name is bitch. So his full name is Delos punk ass bitch. <sighs> Chapter 4 Dalo You believe this bitch? I asked my homeboy Dyson as we stood outside his house blowing a blunt since his girl didn't allow smoking in their crib. Did she really just do me like this? See, I called Dalo a punk ass bitch, but on real, the nigga likes his kids. So I guess I can't call him a punk ass bitch. I can call him a trifling ass buster, though. Punk ass buster? That's what I'm gonna call him. Dalo Punk Ass Buster. That's his full name. Now who the fuck names that kid Dalo anyway? I'm gonna stop doing that. Stop doing that. It's hard though. Nigga, just go back over there. She ain't putting up a restraining order on you or no shit like that. What's stopping you from going over there when your shorties is over there? Shorties. <laughs> Dyson question. You gonna drive me? Because I don't want to take my shit over there. I said no one as a kid would spot my car before I can make it to the door. I will, but I ain't pulling up, nigga. I'm going to park on the street, and you're going to run your ass up there. 
your crazy baby mama ain't about to come out and fuck my shit up behind your ass. But I'll take you when the sun comes up. It's too fucking early right now. Nah, I didn't want to wait for no fucking sunrise. I wanted to go right then and check Zacchaeus' grimy ass, but Dyson was right. Taking my ass back to the apartment I was renting on the north side, I took my ass to sleep and didn't wake up until after 9 a.m. Snatching my cell out the bed, I saw that I had missed calls from Dyson. After I got up and went to the bathroom, I dialed him back. Nigga, I thought you needed a ride, he clowned. I'm getting ready now. I'll be at you in 20, I assured and hopped in the shower. Making the Dysons right on time, I changed my mind about letting him drive. Oh, but he was still rolling with me, just in case I had to scrap with Zakia's nigga again and she tried to help his ass. Man, I don't know what this bitch called herself doing, but having this strange nigga around my kids is a fucking no-no, I said, bending the corner to hop on the freeway. Look, future, or whoever wrote this book. I'm just, you know, I know who wrote the book. I know that's a, a pen name. This could be future, because they got a real fucking problem with other men being around his kids. Like, do you have a problem when your kids are being taught by a male teacher? Because you don't want no other men teaching you, your kids the way to live life. How to not drop the soap. Like, nigga, ease up off that shit. The whole... Other men can't be around my kids is literally stunting the growth of your child. It's taking away opportunities for education and learning. And plus, if you ain't there, nigga, what? You just want them to be fatherless? Like, as a shrine to you? Like, why? Nigga, you don't even stay out of jail long enough to learn the kids' full names. Well, he is, because he's a, he's a good daddy, but he a punk-ass buster, though. See, told you so. It was going to take another 15 minutes to get to that fucking house. And I just knew what I was going to say to my baby mom as soon as she opened that door. She's about to hear me out this time. Here we go, I said as I arrived at the house to find another unfamiliar vehicle in the driveway. That let me know that nigga had brought his yuppie ass back over here. See, now I got to whoop his fucking ass again. What you talking about, man? Dyson asked. That fucking nigga done brought his square ass back over here. Nigga, I swear if they come to the door butt naked, I'm whooping both of them on sight, I fumed. Bro, you might not want to do that. Keep in mind, your ass just got out the clinker. You trying to go back? Hell nah, I ain't trying to go back. But if you think I'm about to just let this shit ride, you don't know me at all then, I said as I hopped out the car. I'm away here unless I see you getting your ass beat, he clowned. Nigga, kiss my ass, I frowned as I shut the door. Stepping boldly to the door, I rang the bell and waited for Zakia or that nigga to open it up. Soon as one of them did, I was going to drag they fucking asses. Only neither one of them came to the door. What the hell? I mumbled while staring down this thick, fine chocolate sister who stood there before me. That hoe made my dick hard soon as I laid eyes on her, but the scowl on her face almost had me stuttering. Can I help you? She asked. I'm looking for Zakia. Is she here? Hell no, she ain't here. I threw her ass out yesterday. You threw her out? What you mean by that? Now I was fucking confused because the last time I came up here, which was only a few days ago, Zakia was living it up out here like she was a ghetto-ass version of Veronica Harrington. Pause. Wait. Wait. Okay. Um. Alright. For sure. Really, pause. 
Now, I'm not going to say that I don't know anything, but Veronica Harrington is uh, the central main antagonist on the haves and the have-nots. Veronica is a member of the Harrington family, a part of the show collective of rich people known as the titular The Haves. Uh, she's portrayed by Angela Robinson. She is exceptionally vile, hateful, and unpleasant. She is manipulative, controlling, self-centered, arrogant, petty, ruthless, and completely set in her ways. She is highly abusive and argumentative towards her son and her insistence that he be the man she wanted him to be. She's also racist. Because she won't even accept Jeffrey dating a white woman, insisting that he date a big black woman. That's not racism. See, that's written by a white person. Anyhow, sorry, sorry. That's who Veronica Harrington was because I had no fucking clue. Alright. Now this chick was telling me that she threw my baby mama out. So I was going to need her to clarify that shit for me. It means that this is my house and she was trespassed so I kicked her ass out. Damn! I gasped with my fist covering my mouth. So, this your house? That's what I said. Who the hell are you? Oh, my bad, Ma. My name Dalo. I got two shorties with Zakia, I explained. Oh. Well, she ain't here and she won't be back, so don't come around here again. She warned like she was tough or some shit. Damn, why you gotta be so rude? If you got beef with Zakia's ass, that ain't got shit to do with me. Shit, I got beef with her fucking ass too. Really? She asked. She crossed her arms across her chest. Who are you talking? Another female entered the room and stopped talking when she saw me. Well, hello. What's happening? I asked as I flashed my brightest smile. Who do we have here? The other chick asked. This is a kid's baby daddy and he was just leaving, the thick chick said. Damn, Ma. It's like that? I asked. Don't come back around here. Have a nice day, she said as she shut the door in my face. Yep. Her and Zakia were definitely sisters because they both had the same nasty fucking attitude. Nothing I did should have made her shut the door in my face like that. I was polite and didn't even get out of line with her ass. Lucky for her ass. As I walked back to my car chuckling and shaking my head, I thought about a plan to get back at my baby mama. What you laughing at, Dyson asked once I got behind the wheel. Zakia's sister with her big, fine chocolate ass. Wait, 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 wait. Who's Zakia's sister? The chick that answered the door. So, the two of them stand here together? Nah, she told me she kicked Zakia's ass out yesterday, I explained. What? She kicked her out like that on the streets? Shit. I don't know where her ass at, but she better not be dragging my kids all over Portland, I fumed. That's crazy. Where you think the kid at now? Shit, I don't know where her bitch ass at. I bet she with that nigga, though. You think? I know. It's cool, though, because I'm about to play my own fucking get-back game, I said as I rubbed my goatee. What you mean by that? Is the kid want to run around with some square-ass nigga? Maybe I need to start running around her sister, I said with a chuckle. Nigga, I know you fucking lying. The fuck I got to lie for? If you had seen her, you want to get your dick wet too. I bet she got a big sloppy wet ass pussy too, I laughed. Nigga, you crazy. You need to fuck something before you hurt yourself. Fuck around and catch blue balls or something, Dyson Clown, but he was right. There's, there's no such thing as blue balls. There's not. I don't even know why I'm whispering. 
because, you know, there's no such fucking thing as blue balls. There's not. Hey, come close, come close. You want to hear a secret? You want to hear what is real? What is real is the Patreon that I got. Ooh! Shit, I plan on doing just that. Whatever plan you launching in your head that got to do with that woman in that house, let that shit go, bro. It ain't worth it. What ain't worth it? Nigga, you start fucking with your baby mama's sisters, the kid gonna set this whole city on fire, he warned. I don't give a fuck what she do. At this point, nigga, it's game on. No, I didn't know anything about this chick, but I was gonna dig around and find out who the hell she was, though. And I knew just who to talk to. Brenda would tell me everything I need to know and then some, so I dropped Dyson off to his crib and headed over to Brenda's place. I was sure with a little persuasion I could find out everything I wanted to know about the thick brownie back at that house. Hold on, buddy, I said as I rubbed my hard dick. We're going to be inside that wave of chocolate milk real soon. The promise I made to my dick, I wasn't about to break and I hope Big Girl was ready for me. Fucking with a real nigga like me, she was about to get the ride of her life. Okay, so everybody in this book is color struck. That's just what it is. I just thought that it was the women, but apparently everybody. And also, I didn't know that. I mean, all right, so she thick. And I know that in the first series, they were like comparing them like it was Maury Povich. She thick, Zakia's skinny. She's, Zakia's light skin. Uh, Annalise is cocoa. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. J-Lo, don't do it. He gonna do it because that's the way the book's gonna be written. But he shouldn't do it. He gonna do it, though. And that's cool. You know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat in this freaky little world. Um, I just want to let you know, uh, she's a very freaky girl. The one that'll slap the shit out of you. Whew. It's going to be great. Chapter 5. Michaela. Uh, what was that? Annalise asked. She shut the door on the handsome young man. Why in the hell was she tripping? That boy was fine. If she had any of the good sense God gave her, she would have busted a move on his ass and got her some. I didn't know what it was about a young thug that got the juices flowing, but it did. Ever since I started fucking Tommy, my inner cougar had been released and was in full effect. That was what Annalise needed, to release her inner cougar. Sex with a young man would make her question everything about Gavin, even his existence. What was what? I asked, not knowing what she was talking about. You were flirting with that boy, Michaela. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. I really wasn't because I wasn't even looking at him in that way for me. What are you talking about, Michaela? Annalise asked. I was looking at him like that for you, I revealed with a sneaky grin. Oh, hell no. First of all, that boy is too damn young for me. And second, if you think I'm about to fuck Zakia's sloppy seconds... Don't think of him as her sloppy seconds. Think of him as a piece of sexual chocolate. I believe the children are the future. Sorry. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. Oh, hell no. This is why you're in the position that you in with Tommy right now. Let's not talk about Tommy. He doesn't have anything to do with this, she said. I'm just saying that since Gavin is running around with a younger chick, maybe you should try having sex with a younger man. No strings or nothing. Just two people enjoying some hot, steamy sex, Michaela suggested. Now, see, you talking about that crazy shit. Ain't nobody thinking about having sex with that boy. Wait, what? Okay, so I stopped because that whole paragraph was talking like this was 
um, Michaela talking to Zakia or talking to Annalise, but this is Michaela's chapter. So when it says she said, were they talking about Annalise? Because then they said Michaela suggested. That's crazy. And now they're saying, now see you talking that crazy shit. Ain't nobody talking about how sex with that boy. That's, that's Annalise. This is wow. They wrote this poorly. Now see you talking that crazy shit. Ain't nobody thinking about having sex with that boy. Boy. I don't know who you saw at that door, but I saw a grown-ass man. Did you see his tattoos and shit? I love a man with tattoos. Then it's settled, Annalise smirked. What's settled? You fuck him. Oh, no ma'am. Already got more than I bargained for with Tommy's ass, I said as I giggled. Think about it, sis. Do you know how pissed Zakia and Gavin would be if you two hooked up? I'm not about to play no game like that. Just piss Gavin and his little bitch off. No, ma'am, she declined. That's not even how I get down. Then don't do it as a get-back game. Do it to get you some because I know you need it, I clowned. I'm not about to play with you. Consider this conversation over, she said, not wanting to discuss it anymore. Okay, but you do have to admit, Lisey, that boy was fine, I joked. Damn what Annalise was talking about because that boy was fine as fuck. He was just the kind of little tenderoni I enjoyed. I didn't know what was wrong with my bestie, but she had better get her mind right. A young man in bed was like a new lease on life when your old one expired. The sooner she realized that, the better off she'd be. Shit, she'd be a lot happier too. Trust me, I should know. When my mind wandered with possibilities, my phone started vibrating, so I looked down and saw that it was Joe calling me. That's me sighing, not her, because she's obviously an evil motherfucker. Hey, baby, I said as I answered. Hey, how are things going over there? They're going great. Annalise nailed a gem of a house. You have to see it, babe. It's huge. That's good. Tell her I'm happy for her. But what's she and Gavin going to do about the house out here? Long story, babe. I'll explain it to you all when I get home. How are the kids? They're mighty quiet, I questioned. Yeah, they watch TV. I just wanted to tell you that I miss you, Joe said. Aw, I miss you too, babe. Are you still coming back on Monday? Maybe Tuesday, babe. I need to help Annalise get settled here first. I hope that's okay, I explained. It's fine, babe. I'll call you back later to check on you. Okay. I love you. I love you too, he said as we ended the call. Seemed as soon as I hung up, another call came through. Thinking it was Joe calling again, I immediately picked up. Hey, babe, did you forget something? Hey, baby, I miss you. Where are you, Tommy asked. I rolled my eyes upward. Tommy, I asked you for some space. Shit, you got some space already. Where are you, he asked. I'm about my business, I said with frustration. Now, why are you calling me? Well, I was just thinking... Maybe I should just go over to your house and talk to your husband about our engagement since you ain't going to do this shit. You had plenty of time to break the news to that loser. What the fuck? Tommy, don't play. I ain't playing. That's your problem. You think everything's a damn game when it comes to me. I told you I love you. I told you I want to marry you. But you insist this is a fucking game. I ain't playing, Michaela. I'm ready to tell your husband all about us and put it out on the table, Tommy threatened. And if you tell my husband, then what? You think I'm going to want to be with you after that? Because I won't? 
or fussed. You'll ruin my marriage, but I still won't be with you. You don't mean that. You love me. I love my husband and kids. Damn, don't say that shit because you don't mean it, Michaela. Stay away from my family, Tommy. I warned and then hung up the phone. What was that about? Annalise asked. Tommy threatened to go over to my house and talk to Joe. Oh, hell no. Michaela, you have to get a handle on this before you lose everything, she urged. Don't you think I know that, Lisey? I don't know what else to do, I said, feeling frustrated. We'll figure things out. That shit sounded really good, but I knew better. This situation could not be worked out without a horrible outcome. Fuck, I mumbled. The thought of Tommy ruining my family made me sick to my stomach. What was I thinking about getting involved with him? I was thinking about getting dicked down by that young stuff. Now my whole world might go up in flames because of it. See, this is the thing about Michaela. I don't like her. Like, that's that's a given. Like, we already know I don't like her. But here's the thing about Michaela that I really don't like. Is that she will be like, oh, I love my husband. I miss my husband after her husband calls. No, let me make that. Let me, let me be honest. She's like that after Tommy calls. I love my husband. I miss my husband. But right before her husband called, right before Tommy called, she was talking about getting that young dick and how Tommy had turned her out. And that's that punk shit. That's that shit I don't like. Bang, bang. Michaela, that's that shit I don't like. Bang, bang. Gavin's punk ass. That's that shit I don't like. Thalo, you know, whatever. But yeah, she's cheating. But she don't see nothing wrong with what she's doing until after Tommy calls. And then all of a sudden, she's like scared. It's like when you used to uh, sign your report cards or change the D's to an A. I still don't know how people used to fall for that. But change the F's to an A. That's what would happen. You would change the F's to an A, which is why now they just put percentages on there. They'll put it straight up 50. Because you can't change a 50 to 150 unless you real, real talkative. Like, nigga, I got a 150% in this class. I am talented. But, yeah, he used to change D's to B's and shit like that and, and F's to A's. and You wouldn't feel bad about it until the next time you were failing. And then all of a sudden, oh, man, I'm going to do better in class and all that kind of shit. Unless, of course, your teacher was a dick and your parents were dicks about your teacher being a dick. So you had to do this type of shit for your survival. I understand that completely. Chapter 6, Annalise. The stuff that was going on with Michaela and Tommy had me thrown. This young dude had a lot of nerve threatening her after she told him to give her some space. Sheesh. A person that couldn't take no for an answer in a situation like this had to be fucking nuts. If someone didn't want me, they wouldn't have to tell me twice. After all the trouble Michaela's gone through, she had nerve to try and talk me into sleeping with that young dude that showed up in my house. Oh, hell nah. I was not about to be put in the same position as her. Although I wasn't considering messing around with the stranger... I would be lying if I said the dude wasn't fine. Of course, I wasn't about to admit this to her, but yes, the dude was very handsome. Unfortunately for him, there was no way that I would ever consider lowering my standards for no grimy shit like that just for some satisfying payback. I had way too much class to be thinking about fucking that little thuggish, ruggish bone. Okay. That's, that's, okay. No can do. So, what do you want to do today? Michaela asked, snapping me out of my thoughts before they could stray. I don't know about all that, but I do know that we need to restock the fridge. So, let's get dressed and go to the store, she suggested. 
Okay, let's do it. I bet you she run into Tracy. I bet you. The two of us headed to our separate bedrooms to get ready for some grocery shopping. I threw on some jeans and a cashmere sweater and my black boots. This weather in Portland was the only thing I did not miss. At this time right now in Texas, I'd have my coochie shorts on with my nice plump ass hanging out the back. Here, we had to always bundle up before leaving the house because it was always cooler and more than likely raining. I couldn't wait for it to warm up. We left the house and pulled into the parking lot of Walmart Supercenter 20 minutes later. I figured I can get some new sheets for the bed since I ordered furniture online. It was going to be delivered later today. Right now, I needed linens, toiletries, and groceries. To ensure we had enough room, both me and Michaela each had a cart. It was crazy because all these items was going to go into one house. As we were strolling down the aisle, I heard somebody scream my I heard somebody scream my name. Annalise Channing, is that you? I turned around because I knew that voice anywhere. Tracy? The two of us took off running and hugged each other so tightly. I hadn't seen my friend in years and it felt good to see her. Oh my God, I can't believe you're here, Tracy cheered. Imagine running into each other at Walmart in all places, I laughed. Why didn't you let me know you were visiting, she pouted. Girl, I'm actually moving back, but it's been so chaotic since I got here, I said as I walked over to where Michaela was giving me questioning eyes. This is my best friend, Michaela. Michaela, this is my childhood bestie, Tracy. The two of them shook hands and exchanged pleasantries. So, you're moving back, Tracy inquired. Yeah, I just made the decision yesterday. Wow, I kind of figured y'all were moving back when I saw Gavin a few weeks ago, Tracy informed. You saw Gavin? I asked with a shocked expression. Yeah. When? I inquired curiously. Sometime last month. He was with some chick with bright colored twists in her hair. I figured she was a client or something, Tracy revealed nonchalantly, not having a clue as to who that bitch was, and I was too damn embarrassed to go into it. He doesn't have clients out here, Michaela blurted out. His law office is only for the state of Texas. Oh. Yeah, well, I don't know. He didn't introduce me to her, so I didn't think she was too important. But anyway, how about I treat y'all ladies to dinner so we can catch up, Trace suggested, looking uncomfortable. That would be nice. Give me a number and I'll hit you up later, I promise. Yes, girl, please call me. I miss you, Tracy replied with a smile as she rattled the digits off. Okay, I'll hit you up later. Okay, talk to you soon. She gave me a hug and we went our separate ways. Wow, Michaela gasped once Tracy made it out of earshot. They were really just out here living life like it was golden, huh? Without a care in the world or a thought to how you would feel when you found out. Right? I can't believe Gavin. I'm so glad you done with his no good ass, Michaela huffed and cut her eyes. What nigga would cheat on someone as good and kind as you? Turning my head, I looked at my friend sideways because it was funny how she was ready to defend me for Gavin cheating on me. But she was doing the same thing to her husband. Joe was a good man. He worked hard to take care of her and the kids and never complained about it at all. He never said anything to Michaela about her not contributing financially to their household or anything. Of course, she cooked, cleaned, and cared for the kids. But as far as having a 9 to 5, she didn't have one and Joe was fine with that. He never even questioned her whenever she decided to leave town. 
He was just an all-around good dude. And yet, my Bessie was still cheating on him with Tommy. I just wonder how she didn't see the irony in our situations. Fuck Gavin. I just want to file for divorce and get it over with, I said. What are y'all going to do about the house in Texas? We going to sell it and split the proceeds, I guess. I mean, the house is in both of our names, so neither one of us can make the sale without the other's approval or signature, I explained. Good thing, because after he finds out about them money transfers, he's going to be on some more bullshit, Michaela assumed. Let him bring it. I sling bullshit all day long, I responded with a smile. I am so sorry this happened to you, sis. Don't feel sorry for me, boo. Gavin's the one who needs the sympathy once he realizes the grass ain't green on the other side. Because you can believe me when I tell you if he ain't going through hell now with that smurf, he will soon enough. Wait until she has that baby. He will really go through it then, and I can't wait. Girl, me either. I may just have to get Joe to move out here just so we don't miss the fireworks, Michaela joked. Trust me, you'll be able to see him from Texas, I clowned as we busted out laughing. The two of us finished our shopping, and by the time we got to the register, my total was $900. I couldn't believe I spent that much money in Walmart without buying a single appliance or electronic. We walked out to the truck and began the tedious job of transferring the shopping bags from the cart to the back of the truck. Imagine my surprise when the dude from earlier approached to help us. Damn, is this nigga stalking us? I whispered, nudging Michaela as he came closer. The way he walked up on us, I was about to beat him upside the head with my Louis Vuitton bag. He was lucky we needed the help, but I still told him about himself. Don't be walking up on us like that, I warned. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare y'all. I was coming from Best Buy and I saw y'all with all the bags, so I came to offer my help. But if y'all don't want it, he said as he started to walk away. We didn't say that, I told him. Spinning around with that gorgeous smile, he strolled back over to the truck and the three of us were able to put the bags in the truck in a timely manner. Thank you, I said. You're welcome. If you need me to help y'all put them away. Damn. He ain't even offered his name and he expects an invite like that, Michaela teased and waited for an answer. Oh, my bad. My name is Dalo. His his full name is Dalo, punk-ass buster. No, your real name, bruh. I shot with my arms folded across my chest. Seriously, he grinned and whipped out his driver's license. Scanning his name, my eyes went straight to his birth date. Yeah. He was a youngin', but a damn fine one. What the hell did he see in Zakia? I wondered because that bitch was ghetto as hell. From the way she dressed to the way she carried herself, there was no hope for that child, and if that's what Gavin liked, hell, I loved it. Punk-ass fool. So what's up? Dalo questioned after breaking the silence as Michaela examined his ID. Am I good or what? Only if you're coming over to cook. My Bessie teased, not thinking that Dayla would accept the challenge. Oh, I got y'all. Let me hop in my whip and follow y'all over there. Uh, that is, if it's cool with you. Um, uh, I didn't get your name either. Or should I just ask for your ID? Dayla teased with a laugh. I'm Michaela, and that's Annalise. Well, we call her Lisey. She introduced. Lisey. I like that. He flirted, causing chills to run down my spine. The feeling that it came over me, 
I hadn't experienced in a year of Sundays. Gavin had been so cold and quick in the affectionate department that, other than that one time, I had forgotten what it felt like to be loved on. Side note. That one time she was talking about was literally five days earlier when they had such good sex that she literally fell in love with him again. Because don't forget, and say it with me, Gavin has a strong, short dick. I love that phrase. Oh, that's going to be on the divorce paperwork. Other than his strong, short dick, I don't know what I saw in him. Wiping that thought out of my mind as quickly as it popped in, Michaela and I hopped in the truck and burst out laughing. She couldn't wait to bust me up. See, you feeling this young ass, huh? She pressed. He's not that young, boo. It's not like I'm old enough to be his mama or something. Exactly. So why are you tripping, Lisey? I'm not, Michaela. I snapped and then cracked up. I can't believe that I just agreed to let him come over. And then you asked him to cook. Boy, I hope this man can burn because if he ain't, that's one strike against him. He's only getting two more after that. Lisey, girl, you were too funny, she teased all the way back to the house. By this time, the rain had started to come down pretty hard. You ain't got no garage door opener, Michaela shrieked with her spoiled ass. But this time I was with her because it was really pouring. Parking as close as I could to the side door, I cut the engine. Suddenly, my car door swung open. Y'all go inside and I'll get everything. I know y'all ain't used to all this shit, Dalo offered. Dashing to the door, Michaela and I went in, got out of our drenched jackets, and kicked our shoes off in the kitchen. While Dalo unloaded the bags from the car, we helped ourselves with some wine. Hell, we had killed half the bottle by the time he finished. It's a really nice crib you got here, Dalo complimented. Thanks, I said with a smile. Oh, y'all didn't say me none? He pouted playfully as we began putting away our groceries and household items. Oh, you want some of this? I giggled, starting to fill the alcohol. Yeah, if you got enough for me, he smiled with a wink. Oh, we got plenty. Michaela revealed six more bottles of Stella Rosa in several different flavors. Pick one. As we sipped and chatted, Dalo impressed us with his culinary skills, and that was difficult because Michaela was the best chef I knew. She even gave him a few pointers. You must know your way around the kitchen, huh? Dalo asked her. Yeah, I've been cooking as long as I've been walking and talking, she clowned. You ever think about opening your own restaurant? You know here in Portland, food carts are a big thing, he boasted. I was thinking about opening up one myself. Serve us some food that's good for the soul. Is he giving me a reason to move close to you, Lisey? Michaela cheered. Sounds good to me, boo. Let's look into it, I suggested. We can go down there later and check some of them out. I mean, if y'all aren't doing nothing else. Maybe tomorrow, because we done already started drinking, I laughed and watched as he made our plates. The beef, veggies, and twice-baked potato looked and smelled delicious. Oh, and it tasted even better. Fuck that first strike I gave Dalo. He was slowly starting to grow on me, and after that meal, he was definitely on my good side. Maybe it might not be such a bad idea to get to know him anyway. Something I'm noticing in this book, and I'm noticing it a lot, is that the person that 
is with the person, never sees the person as they are. For example, when Gavin and Annalise were together, Annalise didn't see Gavin as a good man, and Gavin didn't see Annalise as a good woman. But Zacchaeus saw Gavin as a great man, and as a strong sexual being, and all this kind of stuff. Annalise is talking about how his gang was weak, and all that kind of stuff. With Michaela and Joe, Michaela didn't look at Joe in a loving way at all. Still doesn't. She's still a punk-ass motherfucker. But Annalisa looking at Joe as this great, capable father and husband who loves her more than anything. And Zakia looked at Dalo like he was a trifling ghetto piece of shit that just kept going back to jail. But he's showing all these nuances that we didn't get to see him with Zakia. And so it's making me wonder if... They are writing it so then we can see that either the perspectives are different when it's another person viewing this person for the first time or maybe when they're in the throes of passion or lust or love or whatever Gavin and Zakir are in with one another. Um, or if it's just really lazy writing and they just forgot what they said about in the first couple chapters. Because I'm still pretty convinced that this whole thing, this whole series was just one big book that they chopped up into separate books. But if Dayla was able to do all this kind of shit, only problem was he kept going back to jail. Zakia, but Zakia wasn't really trying to risk it all when she first met Gavin either. She was looking to play him. So it's, it's a thing. I just think that it's interesting. Like that's a really interesting way to view this is how do you view your significant other? If you're fortunate enough to have one. If you're not, you know, whatever. If you're living a single life, if, if you're asex, you know, I feel you. But if you have a significant other or a pet, do you view them with wide open eyes or is your view shaded or is your view rose colored? Like, there's only three ways to really look at somebody. Either you're looking at them with wide open eyes the entire time, which means you're completely honest about what you're in and who you're with and all that kind of stuff. Or if the relationship's starting to go bad, like like Gavin and Annalise's was or is, then you start to view them with shaded eyes. Like, nothing they can do is ever quite right. Like... If I look at somebody for too long, me personally, and this is just me, if I look at somebody for too long, or I know them for too long, I start to see their imperfections. You know, like one of their eyes is higher than the other one, or their face is lopsided, or spaced out too far, or they lisp, or something like that. And that's not just my, my beloved wife. That is anybody. If I look at you long enough, I'm going to start to notice shit. And once I notice it, I can't unnotice it, and then I just live with it. So I'm viewing everybody through a shaded view. But I'm not looking at you with a shaded view like, how can I hurt you? 
I'm just looking at you with a shaded view so I can normalize you in my mind. That's just the way my mind works. However, the way that some folks look at their significant other, one thing they're falling apart is how can I hurt this person? How can I look at them through shaded eyes so then I can break them down? Oh, you can't cook. You got a little dick. Your breath stinks. Your head's too big. You never flush. You got shit stains in your drawers. Uh, you don't clean. You don't cook. You don't look after the kids. You always out with your friends. Blah, blah, blah. And once you hit that point where you're seeing everything through a shaded light, it is really hard to turn that shade off and see through regular lenses again with that person. It's really hard to just see through clear focus again. When my wife and I, um, we had a BMW. And we drove that BMW till literally the wheels fell off. Because fuck it, why not? And we also had a um, a minivan. We rode the minivan till the wheels fell off too. Fuck it, why not? We ride. But then we moved from the minivan and she got a Honda Accord. And it was a newer model Honda Accord. And one of the things that they advertised in this Honda Accord was they called it an HD windshield. And we were like, what the fuck is an HD windshield? And then we got in the car and you could see, like, oh my God, it was so beautiful the first time we got in that car. And we were just like awe-inspired by just the view of this windshield and how clear it is and the clarity and everything. We were like, why can't we see like this out of the minivan or out of the BMW? And it was because shaded vision. Because you know what? Now when I get into that Honda Accord, I don't see the HD anymore. It just is what it is. When I first got my TV, I was like, this is the biggest fucking TV I've ever seen in my entire life. And I would sit there and just with my mouth wide open, just awestruck that I had this great ass TV. And now it's just a TV. It's hard to turn back to where you are awed by what you have. It's also hard when you see everything through rose-colored lenses. One of my favorite quotes of all time is from a show that I never finished watching, BoJack Horseman. Where his girlfriend says to him when she's breaking up with him, You know, when you're viewing somebody through rose-colored glasses, all of the red flags just look like flags. And so I'm wondering if Daylo is going to start to show his red flags around Annalise. And if so, is she just going to see that they're flags? Like if she's just going to look past them? And Gavin has definitely had the rose-colored glasses on with uh, Zakia from the gate. And so they're just deluding themselves. When you have on the rose-colored glasses, you're literally deluding yourself. So you're either deluding yourself or you're looking to hurt people. And I don't mean I don't mean that you're looking to hurt people because when I look at folks with shaded glasses, it's just the way that I am. I'm not trying to hurt you. I would never say that you got a big ass head and you have a lisp and you drool and shit. I would never. That's just cruel. But I notice it. Or you could be right there in the middle where you just see things as they are. Imperfections are fine. 
I don't think anybody in any of these books ever sees people just through that lens. Maybe Joe. I think Joe does. I wish they'd give that nigga a chapter. Anyways, uh, if you're hearing this, that means that you uh, are listening to the show, and I appreciate it. Please do a review at podchaser.com. You can go and type in Ratchet Book Club, and from there you can either review a separate episode or you can review the show as a whole. Um, if you leave a five-star review, that's wonderful. If you don't, just let me know why it's not a five-star review so I can fix whatever the problem is, if I deem it necessary. I promise you I'll give it all the consideration it deserves. 916-633-1537, uh, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com, and Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. You can also check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash single simulcast. Um, we put the shows up there as soon as I read them. So I'll be doing two shows a day, basically. One will be going there, and then it will go up on the uh, feed eventually. And I'll also be doing my own personal stories uh, on there. So check that out. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Y'all be good. Peace. Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by that kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. <laughs>